Welcome back to Out of the Bubble. My name's Rachel Peru and I'm a grey-haired curve model and I'm going to be your host for the Outer Bubble podcast. I started a new career four years ago, age 46, and found on social media so many amazing, inspiring women who were really embracing life and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, helping to break down those stereotypical middle-aged barriers. So I thought the podcast would be a great way to share some of these stories with you. So season three, I'm really excited to be back. I've been chatting with a diverse set of women of all ages, whose stories I know will help women become more confident in body and mind. Sometimes you come across someone whose struggles and achievements equally blow you away. And my guest this week is definitely one of those women. Meet Sylvia Mack, otherwise known on social media as Love Disfigure. Sylvia has such a long list of achievements behind her, including child-born survivor, campaigner, model, inspirational speaker, founder of Love Disfigure Support Network, and she can now also add cross-continent swimmer to her list. And she's just been on London Fashion Week as well. So welcome, (laughs) Sylvia, to an extremely busy woman. (laughs) Um, I'm not not sure where to start with this list. (laughs) How do you introduce yourself to people <laughs> i normally just say i'm like um a diversity campaigner mm. i like to just say i'm a campaigner but i don't i don't actually go through the list and yeah. it's funny because um i'm forever updating my website and and my profiles and i keep thinking what should i put first what should i <laughs> what should i yeah so um yeah every time i do something i'm, I'm a bit like oh what, what should i put first but campaigning is my my biggest strength i think it's my yeah yeah it's the big one so that goes at the top <laughs> brilliant you I mean you found your voice haven't you which is amazing oh yeah it's about time <laughs> <laughs> so let's go back right to the beginning for people that don't know your history yeah. um so when you were a little girl you, yeah. you had a bad accident at home how old were you well it turns out that i was actually two years and seven months um just right. through me getting some hospital records and stuff but mm. um not through my mum's fault at all because she always said that i was around three but i just yeah. wanted to know kind of like the exact age and everything um, so, yeah, I was two and a half and um, I had an accident at home when I was playing hide and seek with my other siblings. Mm. And um, my mum had put some boiling water in a bowl on the bathroom floor. Um, I went and hid in there from my sister mm. and my sister found me. So she pushed the door and I went flying backwards into the oh. boiling water. Yeah, causing third and fourth degree burns to my my body and almost dying so it's quite severe yeah and and I mean I've read your story and you know you you really are lucky to be here aren't you because you were you were um, at times parents were kind of preparing for the for the end really yeah absolutely yeah yeah how long were you in hospital for um it says I was in hospital for about three months um Mm. that was because I had to keep having surgery each month excuse me so the first month um I was on life support and then they decided they're gonna do skin grafts which means lifting skin off of um other parts of my body and layering it layering it onto my back Mm. um, as I had like a huge hole in my back um and then the following month they'll do the same again they'll find skin to take off of my legs or my feet or my buttocks on my arms and they'll just keep layering it on to my back um so yeah I did I did spend like a few months in hospital I mean skin heals really quickly but 
over the years I've had to go constantly go back to hospital to have like skin releases, scar releases, um, and skin grafts. And I'm due to have another set of skin grafts this year. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And how long does that put you out of action for once you've had it? It could be, yeah, it could be anything from like six weeks to two months. But um, yeah, the skin heals really quickly, amazingly. Mm. Um, So I'm quite lucky there. Yeah, I mean, bodies are amazing, aren't they? The way that they they oh, can yeah. be so resilient. And but I have noticed on on some of your social media that you've shared, mm-hmm. you know, even now daily you have to do stretches, don't you, to try? Yeah, and... yeah, it is really. It's quite quite bad because um, you know, over the years I've always enjoyed swimming, and yeah. I, swimming really helped me. It really helped me not think about how tight my scars were. Yeah. And um, it was only the other day I, I was referred to a new hospital. And um, when I spoke to the consultant and he he, he just kept apologising to me. It was He was literally, he must have said like a hundred sorries because he couldn't believe how bad my back was mm. and, um, you know, and how long I'd lived with this tightness and this pain. Yeah. But, but it's something you get used to. I don't know what it feels like to have a real back. Yeah, <laughs> like, of course. For me, yeah. having these tight scars all over my back is just the norm. It's yeah. And the pain is just normal for me. And although it doesn't sound like a, you know, a great way to live, but it, you know, it's now that I'm getting older that I realise, oh, hold on a minute, this isn't right. And I need to keep stretching. Otherwise, mm. there's a possibility that I could end up just being bed bound and never being able to, to move. Yeah. Mm. I mean, your attitude is amazing to, to life. You You just achieve so much you're you're a very driven you're a very driven woman aren't you it's it's amazing Rachel honestly because I I was never that type of person to be going out and doing like any anything that's wonderful or great as much as I Mm. wanted to I remember when I was younger I wanted to to um, go and give aid to the famine in Africa I wanted to do those kind of things like Mm. caring my mum was very caring (laughs) and so we were kind of brought up with that mentality. My dad was a little bit hard, so mm. we had a bit of a mix there. Um, so we knew, my dad would always say, um, just remember that there's people worse off than you, and it's something that stuck with me throughout my life. Yeah. And then my mum had the care inside, you know, all the cuddles and the love and everything. So it was a good mix, really. Like, And I think I've managed to pull both of them out of the bag and say, Okay, well let's let's do this and let's be caring, but at the same time let people know that yeah, there are people worse off. So let's think about that too. So it is it's it's a good combination, I think, and it's, yeah. it's finally come out of me, you know, Brilliant. over the past few years, which is 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 crazy. It just really is madness, to be honest. But yeah, <laughs> what was was there like a turning point in, in as you got older where you really thought I'm just going to go and embrace everything that comes along now? Oh, yeah. And do you know what? I think I had to have that turning point. Otherwise, I'd still be Sylvia who um, cries every day at the sink and, you know, goes into the bedroom under the bed cover and don't really want to talk to anyone. When it's my birthday, I'd be up in the bedroom. Everyone's wondering where I am. So I, mm. I, I was probably go back to that person. So having the turning point, which was um, actually when I was on holiday with my mother on on a beach holiday abroad, and um, we was um, down by the pool, and uh, I noticed a guy was filming me, 
and I got really upset about it. I said to my mum, you know, this guy's filming my scars. I don't like it. Mm. So we went down to the beach and um, she began to ask me questions about my scars on my back. And I realised that, oh, actually, mum looks really sad and I don't want that for her. You know, dad had passed away uh, about five, six years prior and I just didn't want her to, to be feeling low anymore. I wanted her to be happy because she yeah, cared course. for me all my life and I didn't want her to feel sad. So I decided to walk out with a bikini on and like a, um, it's like a wrap, wrap dress and walked out to the water's edge. Halfway down to the water's edge, I turned around and I noticed her with her head hung really low and it really hit me. I was like, wow, like she is really feeling some pain. Um, yeah. I've got children myself. I would not want to go through the pain that she's obviously gone through because our families do feel, build up a lot of guilt for when something happens to their children. You know, yeah, there's imagine. a lot of families out there that go through this regularly because they're trying to help their child. And and sadly, it, it's really difficult for them to understand what the child is going through because the child will not talk to them about it properly they mm. don't let as much as family is great and they're caring and loving and they tell you you're beautiful you don't want that you want more like there's more there's something missing and um and what's missing is a, another person who's got scars another person that's embracing their body another you know and that's what you're looking for actually um so as i was out by the water's edge and i turned around i see her head hung low I, I decided this is it. I can't do this no more. And I, I got to the water's edge. I turned around and dropped my um, sarong or dress. Mm. And um, and I put my hands on my hips and I shouted out, Mum! And she just looked down. And every I felt like everyone was looking at me at that moment. Mm. And I just started to wave. Mum, it's okay. Look at me, look at me. Like, And I don't know where that all come from. It just left my mouth, like, look at me. And then I kind of walked all the way back as if I was doing a runway walk. Brilliant. And, yeah. And then I put my hand on her shoulder. I said, Mum, everything's going to be OK. And she just looked at me and smiled. And we had the most wonderful holiday after that. Oh, that's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. And now look at you. You're such an active body confidence campaigner. I mean, we first met taking part in the Real Catwalk in 2018. Yeah, right. yeah uh, wow. <laughs> for, for those that don't know, it's organised by um, an American model called Christiana, who's amazing at bringing so much so much diversity and self-love um, to the platform. And she organises them all over the world. And it's really like a pop-up catwalk where everybody can, men and women, all shapes and sizes, heights, um, can come along and it's usually in swimwear or lingerie and that's where we first met but how did yeah. that make you feel the first time we took part in that um oh great I thought it was wonderful um although having said that I was already doing other bits bits before that but yeah what I did did was um I managed to pull a group of ladies together that had scars and skin conditions and um there, I think there was about five or six of us that day, and I just wanted them to feel all that love and that and what everyone was putting out, and it was the same message about mm. our bodies being real bodies and and you know being beautiful too, and that we yeah. all have different bodies, and I wanted them to see that and feel that, and yeah. they all come away from it 
saying, wow, what an amazing feeling. And they just felt so good. And I think that's really why I wanted to do it. It's just wanted to help them a little bit, like yeah. learn to love themselves because they all, each and every one of them wasn't in the greatest of places. Um, but look at them now, like they're all doing yeah. wonderfully. <laughs> yeah. And, and you, that's, you know, you're such a good role model. How do you feel about the lack of diversity in the media and advertising then? Because obviously that has a huge part to play on how to feel about ourselves yeah it's very poor it has been yeah. for many years and um i do hope things are changing now there's a lot of um new things um diversity coming through from um you know like pop groups and and people that that are trolled on social media for the way that they look such as celebrities and they're all talking about it now and i think mm. this is what we need we need them to talk because if they don't talk then we don't have much of a voice um, we, yeah. we try and try to push out as much as we can and we try to share it as much as we can I try to do as as much um, press uh, that, that yeah. I possibly can I remember last year contacting every news channel just so that I can go out and share the message and and I think and, and creating new campaigns and the more that you do that you know it does get seen um yeah in the hope that one day someone's going to go hey love what you're doing come on come on, come here and we can do this together which has recently just happened by the way brilliant um, so i'm i'm really pleased and and that message is going to go out through the media and social media that about real bodies and i'm glad that i'm part of that yeah and because it it needs to be heard and it needs to be seen um yeah, I mean, absolutely. I just um, I feel like it's been really, really bad over the years. And I feel like most people definitely do not like their bodies. Mm. And, and there is a high percentage. I don't know what that percentage is, but I feel that there's so many people masking these fake image imageries um, of bodies. And then they'll wake up one day, look in the mirror and go, ah, that that isn't yeah. the picture that I'm putting online. Isn't me. Not the same. It yeah. Isn't me. Yeah. 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 So, so we really need to embrace what what we've been given. You know. Mm. Um, yeah, it's important. So yeah. <laughs> so this has led you another thing you've just done recently, London Fashion Week, which I was so excited about when I saw your images walking oh. down there. You look fantastic. <laughs> so how did that come about? Through Samantha Bullock. She is a Paralympian model, wheelchair model. And um, she invited me um, to be an ambassador for SB Shop. Now, SB Shop is basically um, a diverse range of clothing for people that have um, visible or hidden differences or disabilities, such as wheelchair users, people with, who use a cane to walk and, mm. and, and all that type of stuff, and maybe people with scars that get too hot or cold. So we, she has a real diverse mix. So people come along like Peter Twist or Rue Illusion, and they will, or Dear Ocean, or while they're bikini on the runway, and they will put their um, stamp on the SB shop. You know, they'll put their clothing yeah. forward. So there's a link so you go to the SB shop and there's a link of all loads of different designers that um, where you can buy your clothes, your diverse clothes and inclusive clothing from. Mm. So we wore a, a mix of their clothing on the runway. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. I wore a, a white bikini when she when Samantha said to me, you're going to wear a bikini. I was like, all right, OK, 
let's get this right. Yes, I wear bikinis regularly <laughs> to show people how much I embrace my body. But at the same time, I'm going to be walking like on the fashion week. And it, it was just, <laughs> and I could not like, I was just like, and it's a white bikini, like, come on. Yeah. But um, yeah, I embraced every moment of it. You know, I just, I just done my thing. <laughs> so what do you do? What do you do? In those moments beforehand when you're really nervous about doing something that really scares you, how do you overcome that? What tips would you give to people? Oh, it's 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 a hard one, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I am um, like for me, I just suck it up. Get on with it. Like uh, I just don't think about what others might be thinking because that was one of the that is one of the biggest things really there was another young lady there who who has vitiligo and she's a lovely lovely young lady she's gonna love me for saying that she's a young lady <laughs> and um she also walked the runway for the first time and she was so so nervous and I just kept saying to her don't worry about what others are thinking. Just go out there. Just imagine that you're the only person walking. Yeah. And don't worry about what others think about you. Because the minute you start to do that, you will constantly think that everyone out there has an opinion of you. And so what if they have an opinion of you? You know that you love your body. You know that you love yourself. So go and do your stuff. Like, you yeah. know, you're out there to to show off the the swimwear or the clothing, so just go and do it. And well, you you should know as a model, but it yeah, is you should know. You also it's, it it does <laughs> it, it is taking that deep breath, isn't it, and saying okay, yeah. right, let's just do it and not and not yeah. overthink it. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's definitely right. Yeah, don't overthink it. Don't. But out of the out of the comfort zone is something that you seem to thrive in. Because let's now move on to swimming. Now I know that you were. Mm. Uh, a really competitive swimmer when you were younger yeah and you've you've said that in the past it is when your teenage years it really helped you being in the water yeah that's right so you've gone from that and then and now you ended up last year swimming across the <laughs> continent from asia to europe <laughs> how with not only that but with the full support of professor greg white ob which is just an amazing achievement <laughs> so tell me all about that yeah so um First off, the Asia to Europe is actually the Bosphorus, which is in Turkey. So right. it's not as big as what everyone might think. Mm. I don't actually swim from Asia to Europe, but but it is Asia to Europe. It's the Asia side of Turkey and you swim down through the Bosphorus under the bridges and then over to the other side. Yeah. Um, so that's the Asia to Europe. But it just sounds great. So I Yeah, it does. It. Keep it. Absolutely. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, which means which makes me a cross continent swimmer. So basically we um I reached out to Greg, I think it was a couple of years ago, and I said to him, I really want to do like a challenge. I want to do it not only for myself but for others. I want mm. them to see that you can do you can do stuff you can achieve in your life no matter what age no matter what you're going through what state your mental health might be in because my my state of mental health wasn't that great to be right. honest um and I'm, i i still do struggle at times so it was important for me to show that you can put yourself up to to going out and doing anything and achieving anything yeah so um at the time I wanted to swim the channel and he said oh no done that with David Walliams I don't think I want to do that again and mm. I was like hey it's not about you it's about me yeah and he was like oh maybe like we'll get together again and we did and I kept um kind of like hounding him 
he become a really good friend actually and then he said all right come on let's meet up what's your plan and I said so my plan is we do a challenge and we film it and he yeah. said to me do you know what leave it with me because I have a production company I have a production team and we will have a think about this and then he come back to me and said okay here's the plan pick one two or three of the challenges <laughs> and um we'll go for whatever you want and we'll film it and I was like oh yes so we ended up swimming the Bosphorus but I had to train with him as well and how long did the training take a year right yeah yeah well I say a year it actually took me seven months because we didn't start training until January and then of 2019 well I didn't start training until January 2019 (laughs) and then and then in the summer we we did the the swim we flew out to turkey which was great spent a few days out there and then done this swim and it's funny because um when i jumped in it was like the feeling of me going down and down and down and down and never being able to come up Mm. it was so cold and I just wanted to get out. I felt like I was just sinking to the bottom the way I jumped in. Mm. And then I was like, oh, and as I come <laughs> up, it's like we've all got orange hats and I'm looking for Greg in this orange hat. And there's like hundreds of, <laughs> sea of orange hats. With orange hats. And what you have to do, you have to swim as fast as possible out to the middle to get into the, uh, it's like a jet stream that, um, that pulls you helps pull you along right actually. it's a bit like finding nemo that's all i could think of while i was <laughs> out there and the water changes slightly and it gets calmer even though there's still waves and there's jellyfish and there's all of that to contend with mm. the current oh it's it's so scary rachel that i i if i hadn't had greg by my side i would have put my hand rolled over on my back put my hand up asked for them to get me out because i'm um, I've never done an um, open water swim. I did do a couple, just very small ones, but nothing like that. Right. And, and that was, it, it's hard when you've got like hundreds of people swimming over the top of you. You've got waves crashing into your face. You've got jellyfish all around you. You've got currents that that keep you in one spot and you're fighting to get out of it. And then you've got a current that's pulling. It's just so brave. Honestly, it was really difficult, really difficult for me. It was more of uh, more probably 80 mental. Yeah. You know, and and 20% physical. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly. How long did it take you? How long was the swim? One and a half hours. Well, that's a long time to be swimming out in cold water, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is, but actually it was a really fast time as well. I was shocked when mm. we got out and um my name came up on the board. I was not expecting it to be one and a half hours because if you're still in there, I think after two or three hours, they pull you out. Yeah. Yeah, because you can't be in there longer than a certain time. So I'm glad that I did it and I'm glad that I did it in a good time. Um, that was amazing. Yeah. So I'm curious now, what were the other two challenges that you could have done? Um, one was um, Loch Ness. Mm-hmm. And the other one was, I think it was another one up in Scotland, like a really mm. cold water swim. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. So, so have, has this kind of ignited your passion now to try and do another big challenge like that? Or is that it? Are you done? <laughs> Everyone said this. I'm probably <laughs> done for now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's weird because when I was climbing out, um, 
I, I couldn't actually, I couldn't, I could not find the strength in me to get out of the water to climb up the steps. And I kept saying to Greg, just push me, just stick your hand on my bum and push me out. And he was mm-hmm. going, oh, I don't know what to do. But I, I, all, the old of my back just went and I could not. I had such, you know, it was really hard for me. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a, it was quite difficult. But, you know, I did it. And um, maybe one day I'll do another challenge. I don't know. I, I have put it out there that I'm doing another challenge every time I, I'm swimming. But yeah. then it seems to stop and then I'll go back to it. And then we shall see. There's time. <laughs> There's time. Yeah, yeah, there is. <laughs> what advice would you give? to someone that is struggling that's got their own disfigurements that they're struggling with a body image what what are the kind of first steps that you can advise people to try and make a change to how they feel about themselves oh just to um i think the first step is to to start to really look at your disfigurement um something that i never did like I, i even it was on my body and i i found it really difficult to to look at it like I, d- I don't want to look at it because I hated it. Mm. And so if you hate it, try to look at it, try to touch it, you know, and and then learn to look at yourself in the mirror every day, like fully, like from head to toe, mm. you know, and turn around, look at your disfigurement. Um, and then I, I'd say the next step is to probably reach out to someone online. There's a lot of really good role models out there um really good people that you can look up to such as katie piper yeah um and then you've got a lot of like including love this figure like online campaigns that can help you and then you have obviously you have the charities you've got some great support networks out there now Mm. and um i'd say don't give up on social media um because you can fill your feed with positive like role models like you really can mine is 100% positive role models um apart from the brands that I collaborate with (laughs) but you know that's another thing they're positive too so as long as I'm doing something that's right (laughs) I don't mind um yeah but I think that's really important is to talk to someone or find even if it's just one person that might have a disfigurement like you that you see them embracing their bodies um, maybe reach out to them and, and ask them how did they get to that place because you want to get there too and then mm. maybe they can help you know this there, there is a lot of wonderful things happening online yeah there is yeah. I, yeah I think I think social media is such a good place and can be a really positive place yeah. but you're right yeah. you've got to you've got to curate your feed so that it's yeah. people that you absolutely feel 100% positive about yeah and and there's nothing wrong with um block and delete <laughs> no no there isn't no i've you i use it quite a lot yeah you know so i make sure that my feed is filled with nothing but joy happiness and positive diverse bodies <laughs> when you were younger then did you have role models to look up to or is this something that I think this really no. has changed since no. When you were... no there was no no role models for me because mm-hmm. you've got to remember my because my scars are on my back they're on my body they're not shown they're not on my face so Every time I, uh, in fact, when the internet come about and Google and all of that, I remember hearing, oh, you can find everything online, everything. And and for years, I I, I kept typing in the Google engine um, and all the search engines, I'd type in scars, body, help, support, 
you know, like I'd constantly, constantly put it, type in, type in. And everything that come up was face it, face off, changing mm. faces. And no disrespect to them. They're great um, uh, organisations. Like, you know, I support mm. a lot of them. I think they're really great. But when there's no support for people that have a disfigurement on their body yeah. um, and not their face, then there's something, something's not right and we need to change that. Even today, there's still not enough support. Um, mm-hmm. So this is why I set up um, Love Disfigure. But at the same yeah. time, I also support people with um, disfigurement or differences, visible or hidden differences. So whether it's on their face or body, I'm inclusive of everybody. Yeah. Like, because I think that's so important. I think if you're going to start an organisation for just one certain part of a body, it, it just makes it so difficult. Like, you, I think we need to just understand that we suffer too, you know. Yeah. I've suffered years of... I remember um, um, looking up... There's there's a society called the Phoenix Society in um, America. And I remember looking, like, typing and looking up looking them up they're for burns and they're they're great they really support a lot of burn survivors in america Mm. and they had like an old list it was like about must have been 30 40 things that a burn survivor could go through in their life and do you know i ticked off every single one Mm -hmm. and that was a real shock to me like it was a real shock I, i was just I just kept thinking, wow, and this is why we need help. And when when you get people reaching out to you saying, oh, my gosh, thank you so much for what you've done or what you're doing. I've suffered for years. And so you know that people are suffering too and they need help too. Um, yeah, but you know, look at the wonderful difference that you're making to people's lives, and I think it's yeah. you know, it's 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 all credit to you that you are such an inspiration to to other women oh, and men that, that are going through it. Yeah, what would you what would you go back and tell your younger sixteen year old self then? Um, I would say, don't be so hard on yourself, and mm. don't think about don't think about the negative things that you think people might be thinking of you. Yeah. Like, you need to like kind of like disregard that and don't think about it because other people's opinions are not always right, you know. So yeah, I'd probably say that. Love yourself. <laughs> Lovely. Perfect. Yeah. There's that saying, isn't there, where it's you, you're not responsible for how other people think yeah. about you. You've just got to concentrate on yourself. Yeah. And it's I, so true, isn't it? Yeah, I think we're a society of always everything we do in life from buying a pair of new trainers um you know or new outfit and thinking i mean who are we buying these clothes for are we buying them to show off to others and to get their opinion and hope that when we walk down the road they say oh you look lovely and for that minute we're gonna go oh great i feel great now because i just bought this outfit and it cost me 200 pounds and i'm so glad that someone just said that it's lovely i mean why do we what are we looking for are we looking for someone to tell us something great about ourselves? because i i definitely think that is needed and that is something that we all kind of like yearn for in life Mm. and i think we do it through things like clothes and stuff like that and buying nice things just to get someone's good opinion 
so we we do it does we do have like a build up in our heads thinking people are always thinking horrible things about us so yeah. we try to do it other through other ways and other means <laughs> yeah yeah so you are such an inspiration last three questions i could talk to you there's so much more i want to talk to you about um do you have a favorite song that that you go to that kind of motivates you if you're feeling down that you that always picks you up um oh god i've got loads Uh, there's there's a song that i used to sing to my daughters um and my son and it it was um, and it was not a pop song or anything. It's just like I don't know, it's like a children's song. Mm. It's like you are my sunshine. Oh my yeah, I love that one. Yeah, you make me happy. Yeah, so I used love to sing that. that a lot, and um, and I had a real connection like with the moon and the sun and the stars when I was younger, and mm. I still do today. Like I like I look up to the moon. I say hi to him every night. Oh, good night to. Mm. So um, I used to have such a real like love for for all of that. Even though I was mm. told to stay out of the sun. <laughs> oh yeah, covered, I still love the sun. I don't know. Mm. I just love the planets, and I, I think I wanted to be a scientist when I was younger. But never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Campaigning is so much more my thing. So. Yes, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are really going for it now. What about an inspiring book? An inspiring book. Oh. Mm. Do you know, I, I, I don't really know. Like, I don't really, I don't think I've actually read any inspiring books, mm. to be honest. I think a lot of them were kind of like, um, you know, just like love, you know, those type of books yeah. of romance yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, so I don't think I've read any inspiring books. I might have read a Katie Piper book, but I never seem to get through them. I'll start yeah. reading the beginning. And um, also my good friend, Terry Zanage, he wrote a book and a film. Um, and um, I can't remember the name of it. He's going to tell me off for that. But well, I'll look Dunnage. it up and I'll put it on the yeah. notes at the end. He's, he's got a, a, a book about his life. He's a burn survivor. Oh, amazing guy, really is. Yeah, what happened to him was just shocking and mm. and amazing at the same time. <laughs> if anybody wants to see the filming of your swim, mm. where can where can they find that? Aha! Well, it's not out yet. <laughs> I've seen it, and oh my god, I love it! Like it's it's just so. Do you know what was great about it, Rachel? Is that we actually filmed in the water. So you actually get to see and feel my emotions and everything. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see funny. it. So it's quite funny, but my children were in, like, they watched it and, and they were in tears from it. Oh, yeah. I bet they were. Yeah, so it is a good, good film. Yeah, but it will be out. I mean, they must be so proud of you, Sylvia. The, you know, your children, what a great role model you are for them as well. Yes. Yeah. You know, they've seen, they've seen firsthand what you overcome every yeah. day. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then to see you going on and doing all these amazing things is just yeah. I brilliant. think they, they like all the goodies that I receive in the post. Yeah. They're like, oh, what have you got there? Yeah, what have you got? And I'm like, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, no, they're great. And last question, who inspires you? Who inspires me? I'm guessing lots of different people. Yeah, there are a lot of people that inspire me. Um, I think one of the people are probably Christiana, for one, because I love what she does. Mm. Um, yeah. Another person who inspires me, Polly Brooks from Dan's Fund for Burns. She's just got an OBE. She's the founder of Dan's Fund. And 
Oh, Sally B, my lovely Sally B. She helped me out on my journey and my cousin Chris Onslow. They helped me mm. set up Love Disfigure. So without them, I know, I'd know nothing about social media, nothing yeah. about anything. And the first film that, that we put out, we put out together, they helped me do that. So, yeah, they're, they're two of my favourite inspirational role models. They've helped me so much, you know. Yeah. Fabulous. And look at, you know, look how much you've learned along the way so far about everything that you're doing. It's just it's oh, brilliant. I, think, I love hearing I think stories I know like more that. more than my children when it comes to social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you do. <laughs> well, thank you so much for talking so honestly today thank and giving you. so many, it's, it's men and women, yeah, um, the inspiration yeah. they need to overcome body confidence hurdles. And I can't wait to see what's uh, next oh, on your journey and see what you get oh, up to next. I've got to keep it all under wraps now. <laughs> yeah, secret. Yeah, secret. <laughs> so to follow all of the fabulous things Sylvia gets up to, please go visit her at lovedisfigure.com. And you can also find her on Instagram, love underscore disfigure, and Facebook and Twitter at lovedisfigure. Thank you for listening to Out of the Bubble. And I'd love to hear from you. What would you go back and tell your 16-year-old self? You can leave me a message on the Anchor app and over on Facebook at Step Out of the Bubble. And I will be back next week with another guest. But in the meantime, thank you so much for your time, Sylvia. Mm -hmm. And I just love watching everything that you're doing. And I see your feed on Instagram every day. And it just brings me joy. So thank oh, you very thank much for you. doing Well done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Out of the Bubble. And I hope it's left you feeling inspired. I'd love to hear from you. Who inspires you and why? Please get in touch. You can contact me via my website, rachelperumodel.com, or leave a message on the Anchor app. And if you're listening via iTunes, don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous. <laughs>